Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein and with me as always is the human bullshit detector angie fernot say bullshit it if isn't true crooked casino owner karen randazzo it's better than being broke and not as good as just doing all right and the all-knowing old pal for father chris randazzo bullshit <laughs> <laughs> We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this week was my choice. I chose Poker Face, Season 1, Episode 1, Dead Man's Hand. Uh, but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us, in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Drop us a note, give us uh, some suggestions to watch, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there and we don't know all of it. So, let us know. Surprise us with something good, because there is also a lot of garbage out there, which we will be talking about later. Ah, <laughs> guys, it's been like, what, six months, right? I know. It's I been know. a while. I went to go look at the show notes, and I was like, oh, right, our last episode was uh, just a uh, me and Karen bullshitting yeah. for a while. Yeah, because you, uh, you, you did a best, not a best of, like the, the, the top the top year the wow no that was that was before that was the last time this happened the last the last month we just talked about what we've been watching lately is a, a little quickie gotcha yeah so um let's just you know go behind the curtain and um angela and i we we, we moved again we bought ourselves a house um so we are now proud homeowners stress-ridden homeowners like very like, happy homeowners. We are happy homeowners. I love this house. This house is awesome, except for when it starts spewing out electricity out the ass end of it. That was just <laughs> weird. <laughs> happy Easter, everybody. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we've been kind of busy trying to get all this stuff together. Um, I mean, honestly, haven't done much television watching, but I do have a couple of things to talk about. Um, how you guys been? Oh, you know, we're but we're we're also homeowners, so you know that <laughs> we had we had an electrical outlet that was what sizzle crackling, uh, crackling, and then started smoking and then turned off. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, and the uh, the the shower. So this is all from that that wonderful bathroom that yeah. Yeah. cost us everything. Uh, Whenever the shower runs, it starts like pouring water out of the side of the house, which is pretty cool. That does not sound right. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm starting to think that these people that we gave, you know, all of our money to maybe didn't do the best job of installing this uh, this bathroom situation. So uh, I'm going to try and figure out the water thing, because I think it's just that because there's a window where we moved the shower to. So I'm I'm just kind of figuring there's it's not like it's 
pouring out of the side of the house. It's like there's a decent drip coming down the side of the house. So that's which means someone installed water a water feature on the side of your house? The okay. water that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the water that's coming, uh, that's hitting the window is dripping out the side of the house, but it's not dripping down the outside of the, uh, I wouldn't be concerned if it was dripping down the outside mm. of like the, uh, the, the aluminum siding or vinyl siding or whatever's on the house because that's waterproof. It's just dripping out, dripping down there, whatever. It's dripping from behind the vinyl siding. Yes. So that causes me concern. Like that, I feel like could do some damage yep. if left unchecked for long enough. So it's probably a simple fix. So I'm just going to figure that one out myself. But as far as the electric goes, like on one hand, I'm thinking, I should call this guy back and be like, hey, you fucked up. Yes. Come fix this. But at the same time, do I trust this guy to fix his, the electrical problems that he fucked up? I don't think that I do. Because, yes, he should come back and do it, but I can't imagine that, just based on the little knowledge I have of this guy, that he would come back and do it for free. He'd probably still charge me for it, even though he shouldn't. And if I wanted to try and fight him on that, that's a whole lot of energy I don't have because I'm also spending all my energy trying to work on like figuring out our finances and utility bills and all that jazz. Mm. So I'm figuring rather than fight this guy to do yet another shitty job, why don't I just go a completely different route and find an electrician that I trust to come and fix whatever he did. Um, a friend of ours named Mike told me today that he was going to come by uh, probably tomorrow and check it out. Cause he's, he's like a, He's not an electrician, but he knows he knows electrician stuff, like basic stuff, and this doesn't seem like it's a big problem. Like, this is an electrical outlet that was just installed fucked up. So, right. he's yeah. going to come and take a look at it. If he can fix it, wonderful. If not, I got a handful of local recommendations from, from people, so nice. I'm feeling pretty okay about that. But, you know, homeownership, it, it, we're several years in, buddy. It never stops. I'm sure you know this. <laughs> This is not a surprise to you. You've been listening to me bitch about it for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and yet we still went out and bought a house. Yeah, that because well, it's still better than renting, uh, and that's that's what sucks. Yeah, that's not uh, like yeah, that is upsetting <laughs> on a whole different plane of existence, <laughs> right? Because this ain't great, but it's still, still an better. improvement, and yeah. that's the scary part. So. Well, so for Easter, Angela's family came down, and um, Angela's soon-to-be stepfather Ugh. is a plumber, and a, and he's a very good plumber. Um, he's he, I, I'm not going to get into to all that is Kevin, but Kevin is a very good plumber. Um, so <laughs> he, we had a list of things that we wanted taken care of, and it's not like it wasn't giant things like. We had, uh, really, we had really bad water pressure inside the house, but it was only if you turned on more than one faucet. Okay, so like, if you were taking a shower and 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 turned on the sink in the kitchen, it's not like it got really cold or really hot. It just cut down to like a third of the pressure. So we had a, a plumber come in and say that's the pressure regulation valve blah 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 and we're like okay how can we fix it he's like thousands of dollars and we're like nope so um kevin ended up coming down and helping us out so that was the top of the list get the water pressure and then there was you know we wanted another we i replaced a toilet so hey maybe you can replace this toilet there was just a couple of things the amount of time it took to find the main 
line that came into the house was days. It took us a solid two days to find the main coming into the house. Now, that involved digging up the front yard and like, you know, like start, oh. w- start where the, the, the water meter is. And then like every five or so feet, well, we d- dug a real long trench. And then once we got further away, we'd like every five or so feet started digging a hole. And so that was happening. But right, like as we were doing that, I was outside with Kevin and he was talking to me and I ended up turning to go towards my backyard and it sounded like 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 uh like toy gunshots like you know the cap gun like it, it mm-hmm. sounded like pop 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 and it, it it was right beside me and i it was coming from the top of my house so apparently the line that came from the street that connects to the house grounded out and was shooting electrical sparks off the top of the house fun <laughs> yeah and it was every time the wind blew. Now, oh, yeah. So it would ground itself, like the wind would blow, and it was right. At, it, it happened because it was a heavy storm, and then the next day it wasn't raining anymore, but it was still windy. So every time the a, a wind gust would approach, every part of my body would tense because I was waiting for this thing to start shooting electricity again. Sparks, event like. We called the the fire department to say, "Hey, you know, there's giant possibility of fire." Um, and because there was a, a major storm the day before, calling the power company was like, "Eh, yeah, we'll be there." Anytime in particular, "Eh, yeah, we'll be there." Could you just like maybe a window? Yeah, we'll be there. So hours later, so no power was cut. the The line was still live. We still actually had power in the house. And every time the wind blew, my body, and three and a half hours later, they showed up. And I, I don't know if you know this, but at the, at the line at the, the street, and it seems like this is common, there's this thing that looks like a giant fuse that they just pull with this really <laughs> long plastic stick, and that shuts off the power to the house. <laughs> so, like, if I had a long enough stick, I could do it. Um, they cut the wire, fix it, and I'm telling you, it was like 15 minutes of work, and they were gone. And power's great. It was less than that. Yeah. Yeah. So the kicker of this story is when we first moved into the house, we had an issue where if you were like had lights on and then you started the vacuum, the lights would dim. So there was a weird draw going on and we have a, a home warranty. We called an electrician. He said, oh yeah, it's that thing, which was the connection from the, the street. So it goes from street pole to a pole in my backyard to the pole on top of my house. So the one that was in the backyard, there was something loose and they, the power company came a week or so before and fixed that. Didn't bother looking at the other pole that was attached to the house that they were responsible for, but they just fixed the one side. Cool. Yeah. Good job, guys. But now it's apparently the way they fixed it, it should be good for like a millennia and no problems. Yay. 
Listen, I'm happy because even if we lose power, I can still cook because we were gifted by someone who I cannot say uh, a grill as a housewarming present. And that thing is fucking awesome. So a, I have everything I need in life. A giant grill. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we need a new grill. Both of our current grills are lacking in uh, grillitude. Yeah. yeah. You should just come visit us. I'll grill everything for you. <laughs> Oh. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We had chicken and, and sausage on the grill. Yeah. Grilling yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. I don't do it very often. That's Angela's job. Yeah, you don't have oh, to, We babe. do it damn near off. We do, we do it damn near constantly in, in, the, <laughs> uh, in the warmer weather. And uh, I used to do it in the colder weather, too, when uh, our grill was nicer. But I was having problems uh, in the last year or two with our grill where it just couldn't maintain enough heat to properly cook things in the winter. So we stopped. I stopped winter grilling. But, yeah, uh, there's nothing like undercooked chicken. Is it a propane or charcoal? It's propane. I don't have the patience for charcoal. Like, obviously, it's 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 great for you know doing certain things. Uh, charcoal grills are are wonderful, and they food tastes great on them. But like, they're such a bigger time investment than a a gas grill, where it's just like yeah. turn it on, click, 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 and then cook. On. Yeah, I know. I whereas learned charcoal that. is just like well. Best be around for a half an hour ahead of time to make sure them coals are nice and burning proper. Oh. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, though. When when I was, uh, like, looking at the grills online, because I, like, did this shopping experience with the person who gifted it to us, um, you know, she asked, she was like, well, what does Evan do? And I was like, Evan doesn't cook. And then... That's not true. Evan I, doesn't grill. I do the... Well, yes. We're, we're referencing grilling. So, okay. yes. <laughs> or, sorry. Evan doesn't grill. So, I'm like, I'm going to be, be doing the grilling. And she's like, but do you want him to grill on occasion? I was like, it would be nice. And she was like, well, what would he be more likely to use? And I was like, probably propane. And she was like, what do you prefer to use? And I was like, charcoal. And she was like, a fucking course. So, <laughs> it was one of those, like... Well, I bet then when I was thinking about it, I was like, but the ease and efficiency ended up being more important. And also, like, you're absolutely right. Charcoal is so much work. And I thought about having to store, like, the bags of charcoal and the mess that it makes. And I was just like, and I'm I'm good. Mm. Like, I turned that shit on tonight. And in 20 minutes, I had five cooked chicken breasts and, like, 12 sausage links. And mm-hmm. I don't have to cook any more meat for the rest of this week. Like... I could not be happier. So, yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I didn't yeah, like... Yeah, we're, we're about the time of year where I'm going to start grilling pizzas again, so... Fuck yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, we have, like, a griddle attachment, and it has a burner on it, so we can also cook stuff outside, because I was, like, I was cooking something on the stove inside, and Evan was like, wouldn't it make more sense to do all that outside? And I was like, listen, I'm still getting used to this thing. Like, I can only do so much at a time. <laughs> we we picked it up at, like, it was it was ordered, and then we picked it up at home depot and while we were sitting there waiting at home depot this random stranger which is now angela's new best friend because that's how angela (laughs) works um he's like yeah these are great you know it's got this and that and this and that and i'm like dude i don't i don't know you (laughs) and i'm over here asking him questions and he's like yeah i prefer charcoal and i was like yeah me too and he's like yeah but you can throw some stuff in here it's got the little smoking it's got the smoking container and i was like yeah what kind of stuff do you do like like yeah evan's like please stop talking (laughs) 
<laughs> you learned so much about that guy yeah. and you'll never see him again. <laughs> and it was the same shit like today. We had a guy come in and, and the stove, all of our appliances are like 20 plus years old. Like I actually have the owner's manuals. So kudos to the renter for keeping those in the house. But like our stove is definitely on its way out and, and it's still, but it's functioning pretty well. And, and like the, you know where the buttons are like for the, the it's screen an and everything. On stove, a, yeah. So like they were cracked and stuff and I was worried about shocking myself. So the guy comes today and he replaces one of the dials for the burners and then he replaces that screen. And he was here for, I don't know, 45 minutes and like talked to me the entirety of the time. Like I was just being friendly at first, but then every time I went to leave the room, he'd start talking about something else. And I was just like, all right. So I know like his whole life story now. And it's (laughs) funny because he did work the entirety of that time. Oh yeah. But I'm willing to bet it would have taken him half the time. Oh yeah. The dude worked for Sears for like over a decade, for twenty over twenty years. And because fuck it, why not? I don't know. Because he like he he could have done it in his sleep. I mean, he seriously small talk. Talking to strangers is fun, especially when they're working on shit in your house. Oh my god! Wait, I'm with you, Evan. Right. What? I, I actually I'm, just, was, I'm with Evan. Do I the job and get out of the house. Making my pro, my making my protein shake because it was early. It was eight o'clock in the morning, and I was making a breakfast. And like it was, <laughs> this is how my brain computed it in the morning. First thing, and I'm like, there's so much conversation going on right now. I have to leave this room. <laughs> and if you guys haven't already figured it out, Evan's not the most social person, and it's multiplied by. 100 in the morning oh yeah yeah no yeah no 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 so let's let's side let's swing over to like the television stuff what have you guys been watching for the past you know six months year yeah (laughs) well karen and i talked all about the stuff we were watching we covered like all kinds of stuff what do you got current who wants to go first i'll go i'm going first oh Oh, fuck it oh (laughs) damn I'm in. I'm already talking. Let's do it. Oh, dip. Uh, I had a, I've been having a lot of fun with things, but I figured the thing I want to talk about right now is we're about the halfway point in the new season of the new and final season of Ted Lasso. Nice. Um, okay. So I adore this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, first two seasons, I think, are freaking marvelous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this third season has been it's been good. It's been beefy. Like all the episodes have been really long. Um, it's. <sighs> I'm I'm struggling a little bit with some of the things that are happening, but then realizing how much more of the season there is to go, I'm I'm like I don't know I'm, I'm waffling back and forth on whether or not I'm nervous if something's going to take too long or if they're going to just get it over with and then you know actually work towards a really good conclusion, which is what what I'm really hoping for. Um, obviously the big thing at the end of season two was Nate, right? Mm-hmm. Nate, Ugh. big Spitting betrayal. The win- the Nate going gray. Oh wait, was it about his hair? This. <laughs> This season, they're they are. He started off, you know, pretty somewhat evil, but then also like really not fitting in in the world that he thought he wanted for himself. And they're really humanizing him in ways that I I didn't see coming. Like he's he's obviously letting the success get to his head, but he's also kind of like. You know, he's still spitting at himself and everything. Ew. So he definitely hates himself for what he did, and he feels bad with the way he left things with Ted. He tries to apologize at one point, but he doesn't get get the time to do it, and, like, accidentally uh, 
doesn't like shake his hand after a match or something like that. It was all it was all this, this ridiculous timing stuff. But he's it seems like the show's pushing towards him coming to the realization that this world he thought he wanted and all the fame he thought he wanted, he it's not for him. And or at least it's not fixing whatever was wrong with him his life. That exactly. That he probably um, has somewhere in his soul. This it's, dude needs all the therapy. It's not making his dad love him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And yeah, they're really pointing that, that shit out like big time. It is not making his anything better with his dad. But uh I do think it's I do think it's interesting that they didn't just full heel turn him. Like I kind of would have expected based on television that Nate would just kind of sort of be this different guy. Like he seemed like a totally different person in the last episode of season two. But isn't I mean, I'm that, really is that, glad that they didn't just make him into this different person, and then is that not, that's not what the show has done? Though been. it's the been an aspect of his personality. Go ahead. the The show has always been like that, though, where they don't just they, they don't make tropes. I do not feel like characters yeah. in this show are tropes. They're not. They they have always worked on humanizing. I mean, look at the way that they approached Ted with his anxiety and his panic attacks, mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. They re- they do a very good job of of looking at people and saying like they're uh, you are more than just one thing. People are not just black and white. There is gray area. And while Nate goes down that path where like all of us were really angry with him at the end of the last season, I do remember, and I'm very tempted to go back now and see if we can find the episode where we talked about it because like I I feel as though I have a memory of us all saying like. But we, he, because this is the show that it is, he may still be redeemable or he may still be, they're going to find a way to humanize him because it, it isn't ever that simple. Exactly. And I'm really proud of them for not doing that. I just, I guess, I feel like I know where I think it's ultimately uh, the attempt is to end up, at least my guess, is that the, the, the goal is to end up with Nate taking Ted's job and Ted going back to the States. Because there, there's a lot of stuff happening with Ted's kid and his his wife, ex-wife, whatever that situation is. I really hope that he does not go back to her because I don't think that's a good thing at all. I'm not mm. a huge fan of her right now, uh, but whatever. Um, but it, the, they do seem to be focusing a bit on him being homesick and uh, and him just genuinely being out coached by Nate because uh, Nate's really quite good at the job. It's mm-hmm. just the world that he went to uh, doesn't seem to agree with him. Mm. Um, I also think it's interesting that the Zava thing seems to have kind of sort of wrapped itself up. I like where they're going with Jamie and uh, Roy, Roy. <laughs> which I think is a really fascinating relationship. I just, ugh, I don't know what's going on with Keely. They just threw a big wrench in the whole Keely Roy works. No. Last week, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm upset by it. But I, I really hope the two of them end up back together because I thought they were perfect for each other, and they broke up for a stupid reason. So, uh, anyway, the show's been great. It's been a little bit less comfortable, um, and like overtly positive, I think, than, uh, like I, I haven't gotten too many of the same feels of just overall goodness that I used to get from watching seasons one and two so far not to say that it's not there entirely but it does seem to be 
it's it's laying a lot of groundwork and uh i wanted to get where it's going but i'm enjoying the crap out of it and i'm really glad i'm watching it is it me or is it less like laugh out loud funny this season yes there's definitely less big laughs Mm. which is probably contributing to the overall good feeling i used to get from watching the show like I've I've left many episodes. I've left I mean there's what six so far I think. I've left a lot of them feeling uneasy instead of really good. Uh, and I think that the lack or the uh, lesser amount of humor makes sense tonally with what they're all everybody seems to be going through. Agreed. But I hope that in the back half of the season they get past that and then they end cuz the show has been so uplifting and positive overall uh, even with all the bad things that happen in it i really hope that the back half of this season hits that hard and we get a, a a nice proper ending for the show that's that's my hope i have faith in it the show hasn't let me down at all though i remember when the sh- the season started after the first episode there was like a lot of twitter folks saying that ah, i'm not watching this anymore the show went woke and that really made my head spin because I got no clue what they were talking about. But then again, I don't think they did either. So, yeah. Ted Lasso is a great show, and I'm glad I'm watching it. I also have to comment on the role that they found for Trent Krim this season. Yes. I think that that is a very um, interesting and organic way to keep him on the show. Oh, I'm so him... scared of what's going to happen with him and that gay guy. Because <sighs> they made a point of him knowing that this guy is a uh, closeted homosexual and he's writing this book and like, I don't know how he's going to handle this situation. And that's, that's, that's a big looming thing that's scaring me a bit too. Cause I don't want anything really bad to happen there. I don't know how Trent's going to handle that. So I don't think he's a bad guy. A... I don't think it's going to go badly. Okay. Boy, I hope not. Sounds like they're doing a lot of like very stressful setups, though. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't know. That feels like they're going to have a, a... like Just in the spirit of the show thus far, I feel like th- it would not make sense for a show as uplifting as Ted Lasso to end on a not-uplifting note. I mean, Rupert needs to get his comeuppance. And Nate that needs to guy. redeem himself. I think that's all that needs to happen. And, I, yeah. you know, Jamie needs to become the next Zava. Uh, uh, these are all the things that I want to happen. <laughs> it makes my stomach hurt every time they go to, like, a scene where all the coaches, like, try to figure out what to do, and they, like, think they, they review all the strategies they could use, and they say, well, this one won't work, and that one won't work, and this one won't work. Okay, I don't know what to do. And it's like, oh, this that's not what the show is. Like the the foundation of the the soccer part of it is that Ted might not know the game, but he knows what to do as a coach. So, yeah. and that's I think oh boy, that contributes a a good bit to the unease. Yeah, and I think it's that one of the you know one of the founding things on the show was that Ted was a good coach, but he was an unproven long term coach. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that he's gotten to the point where he's taught these players what he needs to teach them now he needs somebody who's got the uh he needs he needs nate you know what i mean Mm. and i i I think that's where we're heading and it's it is it is 
it does, does make sense. It it ha- it makes sense, but it has a very different feel, and it's yeah, it's what it is. Nice. I I'm waiting. I, well, I'm not waiting. I'm looking forward to getting to a point where I can actually sit down and watch that because I know we're going to binge right through those episodes. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even started them because there's only five. Yeah, there's only the five so far. Well, and and, and we, we we'll blow through those quickly. And the, the it's not that we. I mean, at least for me, I didn't wait to start because there were only five. I, we initially waited to start because it was only like the first episode, mm-hmm. and it just ended up being like. You know that thing where you'll be like, oh, we're just going to wait till there's like two episodes of something. And then all of a sudden you blink and you're like, where did that month go? It's kind of where we're at. So that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine why. Yeah, no reason. It's not like we've done anything. <sighs> so. See, here's what's here's what I think is also wild about this. Like, I'm going back to season one and the episodes are like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So let's see. S- season two. Let's let's see how crazy I am. Season two. Let's click on random episodes. You're not crazy. Two. They were all like roughly yeah, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah, this used to be short. a half hour thing. Like there was a forty-two minute one. Oh no. Season three has been beefy. Season three, Oof. we're looking at forty-five, forty-seven, forty-seven, forty-nine, and forty-nine. Okay. Yeah, so they've you, been Lex. they've been pushing closer to the hour mark, and they they're. They're they're not wasting time. They're covering a lot of ground in this season. So, but there's uh, what there's going to be ten episodes, I think, ten or twelve episodes total. Yeah, that's my so, understanding. Yeah. So was the yeah, point so, of the third episode, third season, always to be formatted this way? Do we know that? Hmm. I'm not sure. I know the third season was intended to be the last season, uh, mm-hmm. but that's 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 all I got. Okay. Okay. Well, I I know we're going to enjoy the hell out of it as soon as we start watching it. <laughs> yeah, you just want to you just want to smack Roy and Keeley. You just you just want to. <laughs> oh man, this is brutal. So I'm looking at it on your Plex, and I scroll down, and it's like related shows, Glow, two seasons. Oh. never gonna get the conclusion to that show thank you netflix fuck off and die that's why i stopped watching it because i didn't want to feel that way oh it's so good it was so good i mean i watched the whole first season season two was phenomenal Mm -hmm. i know it sucks that it never gets a proper conclusion but still so worth watching Mm Hmm. anyway somebody else talk for a while uh hun what are you watching guess what it's still only one thing <laughs> actually no i do have something else I this can talk old about. house <laughs> yeah no uh yeah i'm still doing my supernatural rewatch i am halfway through season six um oh not quite halfway but i'm getting there and um i am I've been talking to a friend of mine about the Winchesters because apparently there was a piece of news that was released that implies something. uh, And basically the messaging that he got, and I don't know what the actual story is, but he got the impression that there's going to be something that happens to John and Mary that somehow also ties into Dean being in heaven. And if that happens, I'm going to fucking burn down the internet. I'm going to riot. I'm going to be furious. I will be the worst super fan because it makes absolutely no sense. And 
also there is a fan theory that maybe this is an alternate universe version of them which if they haven't made that clear to the viewers at the beginning of the show then it's still trash and i'm just mad at jensen ackles now for doing this to us um but i'm i'm now getting to the point where i'm probably gonna have to watch this this show just so i can understand what they did to ruin this universe um so yeah it's it's definitely if i watch it it sounds like to, well i know it sounds like i'm going to be hate watching it but i'm actually hoping that i won't end up hating it as much as i currently do uh i did actually watch something else though i watched house of the dragon oh hot oh, d oh, hot d yeah give me that hot d um i have to say karen did you watch it yeah, Chris yeah, and I both watched, watched it. it. Okay, I couldn't remember. Well, yes, but this is really for Karen right now. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> okay. Chris, Matt Smith, holy shit. Right? Right? Oh, like, Ugh. eminently watchable. He and I literally, I did, so this, the best decision I ever could have made, one of my best friends who's a huge Game of Thrones, like, Westeros fan in general, uh, will literally go on, like, the the wikipedia page for this like whatever the fandom page is she'll go and she'll read about like the lore the history like all sorts of things to the point where we were looking at like some of the animals in the universe that are like native to westeros like it's bad we started going down deep dives and (laughs) but it was wonderful for me because in between episodes we were we're doing it like once a week and in between episodes i'd be like who the fuck is that again and she would explain like all the connections between the houses and why it was relevant in game of thrones so like having a fan who is like truly a fan watch this with me was absolutely amazing and she's still like it was her second or third watch through (laughs) already and she was like still getting emotional at points where it would like the story beats were emotional and i'm over here like yeah fuck that guy or whatever and like i'm not getting emotional over anything and i'm like very detached because i'm like game of thrones scarred me for life um but matt i don't mean to laugh but i do no it's it's fine you you can you should it's the only way i can cope Uh, (laughs) but like matt smith was truly the star of that show i thought damon's character was really interesting and um like he just had this wide range of of layers and depth and uh he did things that i felt were unexpected for the way that people shittily write game of thrones stories um and i i thought at one point he was going to do one thing and be one way and then he ended up being another way and yes uh listeners i'm well aware of the fact that uh spoiler if you haven't watched it he fucks his family member that's what they do in that family i don't know what to tell you it's just and yeah she was very willing and was very much an adult and like yes there may have been some attempt at grooming when she was younger but i really got the impression that he was like "Mm, no i know what i'm doing is wrong and i'm not gonna do that and then she was an adult she was like hey i'm not over it uh and in the like i want to be on your hot d way not in the like you scarred me way (laughs) i want to be on your hot dragon way yeah (laughs) that's what they call them uh so yeah i just i have to say like the writing in the show i've really enjoyed it i really always the cinematography the set design is absolutely beautiful um and i i am very curious to see where this is going to go i'm actually excited about it i want to see what happens next i accidentally looked up a timeline so i already know like 
one of the things that's going to happen. And then fun fact, like Raina, Joffrey has already said what happens to her in a way, like he alluded to it in an episode of Game of Thrones. So if you're, oh. yeah, it was just like a thing. So tying it all together, is they? It, it, I mean, it was a thing he like mentions in passing, but like, yeah, they're very much like going through the history of this family and it's fucking fascinating, honestly. Like, it's really cool. And there's so many dragons. Oh my God, there's so many dragons. Um, there and, are a lot of dragons and that yeah. is great. Yes. And like the one that Damon has, um, my friend Meredith, she kept calling him a murder noodle. Uh, and I just, <laughs> I really loved it. And he makes like whale sounds. So like we were both like, happy little murder noodle. And then we'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> like, and just, it was like the dumbest and most awesome watch experience ever. Um, so I, I just have to give a shout out to my friend Meredith because without her, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much as I did. And, uh, I will happily do like a rewatch. In fact, I think we're gonna like rework our way through Game of Thrones now and like skip Oof. some of the episodes that we don't need to watch because some of them are just trash. Um But like yeah, I I I Oh god, the dragons are so cool. Dragons are so that was really like at first I was like, Yeah, whatever and then the dragons would show up and I'd be like I'm gonna have to come back for another one. That was a really cool dragon scene. Meanwhile I'm like getting invested in the story. Um Ugh, getting invested. Yeah. Ugh. And also that king, I forgot his name. Um Steve. Yeah, no. no? Their names are so complicated and yeah. dumb. And they keep like renaming the their fucking children the same thing over and over again because the lore, the legend, the prophecy. Um but man, he took forever to die and like he really he really did. Just died. He hung on and he got grosser and grosser. Ugh. That was right. And the, it, that's one of the things that I think is really cool, though, is like there was a deliberate decision in the development of this universe to have the maesters like have certain medicines at their disposal that were more advanced than like the medieval per- period, but only in certain things and only so much. Um, so I just the, the way that this world functions just blows my friggin mind sometimes. Uh, and the methods that they were using, especially when the one guy's like, well, what if we did this, sir? And they were like, bah, get out of here. And I was like, no, 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 that sounded like it would actually work. You should listen to that guy. Um, I like the way it was. Bah, ha, ha. No. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know if your friend has uh, given you any like behind the scenes uh, fun regarding this show. But apparently that guy that plays the king is like the biggest fuck around on set. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like in between takes, he's like you know playing air guitar on his cane or whatever. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> nice. Um, I did see something when I was like doing a little bit of my fandom deep dive uh, about like how people who worked on the set really had fun. Um, and I feel as though the chemistry was definitely there. Um, and the and uh. Which we call it. Um, one thing that I also had to point out that I I really appreciated about this show uh, was the fact that they gave the characters again uh, layers, complexity, and depth. Um, that they do a lot of time jumps in this for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Like it again. Thank you to Meredith because like I was getting a feel of the time jumps, but like it could still be difficult to follow and frustrating and i think i probably would have been 
I don't know, because I'm not a huge, because I wasn't hugely invested in the first place, I probably would have been less inclined to stay with it. Um, but I had to say they, they did a great job of introducing characters that were worth caring about without immediately killing them off. So thank you for that. Um, and I really like the solution that they had for, uh, Laner and Raina, um, and how, or what was it? What, not Rhaenyra, not Raina. Um, but like just the way that they have like this, like he's clearly gay and she clearly supports him, but they're going to have this like relationship that's long-term and they're really going to look out for one another. Um, I appreciated things like that. And I also, I just have to say like 100% um, the sister of the king who should have been oh I, their names are so complicated that i keep forgetting them um the older lady who should have been in charge yeah she is fucking awesome and i love her you haven't gotten to the end right i did oh yeah when she comes in at the end uh like, yeah oh. um the <laughs> so many noises are being made <laughs> because it's literally like it was a like cream your pants love this woman bow down before her because clearly she is fucking royalty and um just the absolute level of fuckery that she pulls in this i was like yes do it again like again and again like i was on the fence about you i no longer am you are just fucking awesome i don't even care what you do next because i will support it uh, so do you know the other Doctor Who connection to this show besides Matt Smith? No. <laughs> it's a time I love getting show. to tell little things like this. So Prince Egon, who's the one who's like supposed to be king. Um, but doesn't want to be. But doesn't want to be. Uh, the actor who plays him as like a teenager mm -hmm. is the son of Georgia and David Tennant. <gasps> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no way. Yeah. You know it's good yes when way. someone tells you to go shut the oh, fuck up. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> oh. I mean, yes, cute. Except he's the one who was like naked, jerking off out the window. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's that part that's really fucked up. I was not trying to kind of not but... remember that. Also, I know what his character will do in the future, and he's a big fucking piece of shit. But, like, the Doctor Who connection, I'm trying to keep the wholesomeness, because I really hated his character. <laughs> but I will say, and I'm curious to know, did either of you feel any sympathy for him? Because I really felt like at the end, when he has to step into that role, there's absolutely a part of the storytelling where I felt like they were trying to humanize him and make you understand, like, part of what shaped him into the monster that he is. I, I definitely did because, you know, he, he's like trapped in this monarchical system that, you know, it doesn't matter what he wants. He's supposed to be the king. And it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. And also the fact that he even points out, he's like, you've never really given a shit about me, you know, right. until now. As a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but again, like knowing what he did, it, it is to me, there are certain things that are inexcusable and he showed no remorse for any of his behavior. So oh, like, no, yeah, that part is infuriating. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess one of the things that I was pointing out or referencing was like that appreciation for the fact that it still made me stop and go, huh, you know, like 
Joffrey was kind of a one-dimensional piece of shit. That was it. You were just like, I hate you. And every time you're on screen, I really <laughs> want to light my TV on fire. Um, I mean, I, it, it speaks volumes that the first time ever in a movie or a television show, people were happy that a child died. Yeah. Like actively. Yeah. Like to the point where, if I'm not mistaken, didn't people bully that actor like in real life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he basically quit acting. Yeah. Poor kid. Like that's like. I don't That's know. That's really good acting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Part of me is like, is it is it really good acting or is he really uh, shit? But no, I'm kidding. I know that like he didn't deserve to be bullied in real life. It's a fucking. Yeah, he act. was a little kid in the the was it Batman Begins? He was a little kid. That yeah, saw the yeah. Out of the, window. <laughs> the 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 fire escape. The fire escape. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was cute in that one. Yeah. He so, just didn't he, see he, was him. It's it's almost like it, 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 it was almost Star Wars levels of a. Uh, fan fandom menacing right there mm-hmm. <laughs> did you please is that a thing fandom menacing or the, did, did the, you just come I up mean, with that i don't know i don't know i don't think i've ever heard it used as verb before but you know the fandom menace is definitely a thing that's a, that's amazing now that it's being verbed i like it more mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's better when you verb it but yeah all that to say uh it was it was really cool to watch it i'm glad that i did i want more dragons all the time forever i want to ride a dragon oh and one thing i also liked i like the fact that they reference that the dragons have an odor and when you ride the dragon it's kind of like when you're riding horses and you're around horses a lot and then all of a sudden like you smell, you smell like, like them. a horse yeah like i just thought that that was like because you always watch television i i personally don't often think too much about except for when you're looking at that grown old pustulous man but like i don't often think about like what the smells are in the television show that i'm watching especially if it's a fantasy and i can't necessarily put a thing to that right and then they're like oh like i don't know there's just little details like that where i was like huh what does that smell like (laughs) i don't know it's just kind of funny what does dragon ass smell like i wanted i don't really someone write that down hold on (laughs) what does dragon ass smell like okay Well, I'm 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 glad you're doing more than just sitting there watching Supernatural because there was a couple of days we I don't know if we also got the the Rona in the house, yep. so we had to separate from each other for felt like a week and a half. It was like, like ten days. It was like it was a it was a long time where we were in the same house, but like no closer than seven feet yeah and And let's paint this picture accurately evan was out of town for five days before that so i had to go for basically two weeks without being able to kiss touch or love on my husband at all i don't know if anyone knows this but like physical touch is my love language evan is a very attractive man (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) anywho uh every time i walked near the room i would hear supernatural (laughs) some sort of well if she can't have you then she must have a winchester uh, there it is thank you that's what i was shooting exactly uh, did you guys manage to did you manage to keep angie from getting it nope nope she got she got it she got it a couple of days after i got home but i stayed in quarantine because one of the things that i was looking at was that like when the virus mutates there's the possibility of giving it back to the other person or making it worse mm-hmm. and i just was like that i know that was based originally on like older knowledge but when i started googling stuff like it does say you can be reinfected within two weeks but it definitely does not say but within four days of having it and testing negative 
but I was still so worried about it. And I, and last time I had it, I was sick for three weeks. So. And on the other side of that, I was sick for like four days. Like yeah. for some reason it, it gets, the worst of it gets out of my system relatively quickly. So I'm still testing. I was still testing positive, but I was still functioning. And my biggest concern was her getting back to that point. So like, no, you, you, you separate, you, you sit on the couch, you, you know, rest and relax and so. don't do anything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. That sucked. I am sorry for you guys. Well, oh, it's appreciate okay. it. It's the world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't, people. we didn't pass it along, which is good. My mom actually came at the tail end of my recovery, even though I told her I had COVID. Um, but I wore a mask the whole time that I was still testing positive, and then I eventually did test negative, and everything was fine. But like, she, mm. she did not care. I was like, "Mom." <laughs> <sighs> so, all right, Karen, what are you? What are you? What are you, uh, what are you watching? Well, again, I was gonna. I'm gonna stay on the high fantasy train. Sure. Yes. Um, shadow and bone <laughs> is it? Shadow and bone. Yes. Fuck yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like a half hour before the show, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I could talk about Call the Midwife, but it hasn't aired all the way here. Um, so I don't feel like that's fair. And I flew to England and watched all the episodes. Sorry, what? Um, Wait, what? She sailed there on her pirate ship. Yeah. I knew it. Oh. Supplied by Evan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I could You're talk welcome. about totally how I... forgot I did that. <laughs> I could talk about how I rewatched the entire Good Place, but all I really have to say is that that show still really fucking holds up. Right. So it's even so better good. now. Like the worse the world gets, the better that show gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. If you don't believe me, rewatch it. It doesn't take that long. It's like four seasons, thirteen episodes, and they're all half hour, half hours. So like I watched it in like a week. Nice. Um. But then I remembered that. We had completed all of Shadow and Bone season two since the last time that we talked to you guys. So, yeah. Um, did you watch it? No, no. I don't know if you remember okay. my feelings we didn't on like that. that show, right? No, right. we did not. I did not remember that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Actually, I was curious enough though that I want to know your opinion of it because you guys made good points when we talked about it, and if you. Depending on what you say now, I may watch it. <laughs> it's a dumpster well, fire. I hated it. Click. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> so did I. Um, yeah, it was an interesting season. It went a lot of interesting places. Uh, it finally brought together all of the characters by the end of the season, which like was not clear at the beginning how that was going to happen. Like you know, there was the heartrender lady, and then like the the crow gang and you know what's her face the alina yes alina the sun summoner and and all these other new characters that they introduced that were also really cool um and i felt like the more i watched it too the more i kind of like last season i was like i don't know what's going on but i'm having a good time (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that it had that feeling at the beginning of the season but the more i watched it the more i was like okay I'm starting to grasp, like, the geography of this world and, like, where the different places are and what the politics are and hmm. 
I got it a lot more of what's going on. And, and they, they did a little bit more, too, of the history, like how the, what was it called? The, the dark thing. The fold? The fold. How it, like, came to be and why and, um, you know, the dude, like, before he became, like, super all-powerful, like, what he was like before that and his mom was, you know run into it more oh and he was so dramatic <laughs> oh my god he's like the drama king of all drama kings oh boy he was he was a really mm, just mm-hmm. <laughs> just a delightful drama queen um and there was like several instances of like couples that should be together just not being together for the dumbest reasons anyone has ever had cool so i did like that. the i did like the reason that uh Kane dude and uh, Ninja Lady didn't get together. <laughs> I liked her reasoning a lot. Yes. Which was? Get your shit together. Awesome. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> He's all like, alright, alright, yeah, I'm in. Let's, let's, let's do stuff. And she's like, get your shit together. I'm out. <laughs> she's like, I'm all for this when you get your shit together. And I, I hope that. that he does get his shit together. I because, do too. you know. I like him. And he's clearly quite capable of running a crew. Like, what he does, he does very well. There was this new character that they brought into that crew, and I was so scared the whole time he was going to die. And he didn't die, so that was awesome. Um, but yeah, they really dying. fleshed out a lot of the characters, too. Like, not not just the main players, but, like, some of the side people. Like, you kind of got backstory on them as well. And the new side people were fun, too. Yeah. There was a, there was a flying pirate guy. Like, come on. Yeah. The boat, there's a boat that can fly. Hey, dude's got an airship. Sign me up. All right, Sid. <laughs> it's um, not Game of Thrones. It's, it's never no, going to be. It's not was, even... It's I, like Karen said when we were watching it. This was clearly adapted from, uh, like, YA novels. But I, I, I was, was making fun. a Final Fantasy reference, nerd. I didn't even hear you. I said, all right, Sid. Ah, I didn't even hear you say that. (laughs) Oh, man, I should have been calling him Sid the whole time. Uh I win. No, no, he's, well, he's not very Sid-esque, you know? He's like, he's not gruff. Is he Sid Chase, maybe? I guess he's a little bit more swashbuckly. He's a little more, uh, what's that guy from She-Ra? Adventure! Yes! (laughs) He's a little bit more that guy than I typically think of Sid's in Final Fantasy games. Okay, that's fair. Lame. So I'll call him Spud. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if any Final Fantasy at all, so I'm just laughing because... Everybody else is laughing. <laughs> I appreciate I, it because no one else thing. is going to. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so. laughing because of the she guy that I love. It was Adventure! <laughs> um, which I say to the kids all the time. Uh, uh, oh, so it's like, and then season dollars. one was like, the whole season was about, we got to find this stag, because that's going to amplify her power, mm-hmm. and then she's going to be able to beat this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know, she found the stag, and she got the, you know, her power amplified, and then it didn't work to beat the dude. Dude remained unbeaten. <laughs> um, well, like, th- did they think he was dead? At the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah. They thought they won. They thought they like, won, but the, the, fold the, yeah, the fold was still there. Yeah, the fold was still there, but 
they were like, yeah, we got Dude Meister, but then we, as the audience, saw, like, oh no, no, Dude Meister's there, and he's got even more black, cloudy stuff. Shit's gonna get real. And then she figured out that, like, okay, to take down the fold, I need these other two amplifiers. And then, like, it took them almost no time to find the second one. And I was like, what are they doing? But then it made sense because they spent a lot more time on, you know, finding the third one and what it turned out to be and how they had to figure out how to use it. Um, So I thought that the pacing was going to be off, but it turned out to be just fine. Mm. Nice. Um, so I would recommend anybody who enjoyed season one to keep going with this. And I know uh, there's probably not that many people out there who um, liked it and haven't already watched it. Cause this has been out for a couple months now, but whatever. I'm late to the party. <laughs> Apparently it's doing really well, too, which was a... I hope so. I would like to, to see me. more of it. And I'm kind of interested to read the books, except um, you know how I am with books. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to read a lot more than I actually get to read. <laughs> and, and then I just go out and I buy more books, and then they sit on my nightstand <laughs> and make me feel bad about myself. They sit there I'm also pretty sure that since quietly. it is doing well, it, they, Netflix will shit can it. You're like, oh, can't have this. This, this show's doing well. We're making money. Fuck it. Nah. Throw it in the wind. <laughs> Launch it into the sun. No conclusions. <laughs> Netflix, no oh, conclusions. Netflix, <laughs> we hate you. So anyway, yeah, Shadow and Bone, good, good times. Yeah, I like and- it too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on one level, like it took me a stupid long time for me to figure out like what the title of the show actually meant. And when you think about it, it's very, very obvious. It's like. Oh, she needs a bunch of bones to make her powerful to fight the guy who's a shadow, shadow and bone. I get it. But also on another level, like when her and Mal finally get together and they're like, yeah, shadow and bone. bone. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I want nothing to do with this. I'm I'm dead right now. Oh, come on. I know you. You want everything to do with this because you want to watch the show and make that joke over and over again, just like me. You're not better than us. (laughs) (sighs) Come down here in the gutter with us, Angie. It's great down here. You'll float too. You have cookies. I will. I will, Karen. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh. All right. Um, I'm gonna chime in. I have. I. I have an honorable mention. Did we talk about Schmigadoon last season? We did. Don't think so. Maybe. Okay, I don't know. So I thought we talked about it, but I don't remember it being like a. So I don't know if it was an episode main. or not, but I really, I mean, we watched all of season one, and it's about a, a couple who goes gets stuck in this town that's a, a musical, okay, and they're working on the relationship. So they finished the season, and it sort of like it wrapped up, and then I didn't expect there to be a season two, but now, and it was all lighthearted, upbeat musicals that's what the theme of the the the, sh- the the show was now they're doing season two and it's still musicals but they're on the 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 darker side so they're calling it schmicago <laughs> I, <still love> <laughs> I was like damn and what's funny is is all of the characters from the first season are in season two but they're all playing different people and 
there's the two normies who's like is that is that susan i think that's susan she just dyed her hair and it's it's a very very entertaining show so i i recommend that one um but what i actually watched a shit ton of was a show called so help me todd um have you guys heard of this no okay so um it's uh it's uh skylar aston playing oh i love him yeah yeah he is playing a a private detective but he he lost his license and now he works for his mom who is a lawyer so he's he's an in-house investigator um and she's like super straight laced and he's of course skylar aston um the speed in which this show goes is so fast it's so entertaining um he the only thing that it is missing is his voice like he doesn't sing what the fuck i know (laughs) i'm waiting for it to happen though like i it could absolutely happen in this universe um but it's it's a lot of fun it's it's a you know monster or you know a crime of the week kind of thing and um he's the offbeat kind of guy who figures things out sort of like accidentally but is also still really good at his job kind of thing so it's a lot of fun i'm really enjoying the hell out of it and it makes me like so every time i turn the show on it makes me want to watch zoe again and like <laughs> like bring it on not bring it on um pitch perfect pitch, yeah. pitch perfect and, like he is so so entertaining and he's doing a great job in the show so like i really i i highly highly recommend it there's so far that it's a single season i think it's up to eight like 18 episodes so far so and uh i powered through them because it's it's a it's a lot of fun because the, the, there's a a relationship between him and his mother where he is the he's one of three children and his he has a uh, an older brother who's never around mm-hmm. he has a younger sister who is way who he is sort of i don't want to say mooching but like she is sort of supporting him because of what happened in his professional career um he got taken advantage of by this girl that he loved and he just lost and she tried to pin this huge crime on him and he just lost everything. So now he's like living in her garage and he's got a job with his mom. And, and of course in her law firm is a girl who worked, a girl works there that, you know, is the one that got away for him. Like they had a previous relationship and like, she's about to get married. And so, so there's a whole, there's a lot of layers, but it's like, the stereotypical television layers, but with the haze of, you know, Skylar. <laughs> it makes it so much more entertaining and enjoyable to watch. So I love him. Yeah, like we I, all do. I'm trying to think of like anything that I've watched that I did not like him in. And it doesn't exist. I don't think it does. Like he does he does this thing in this show where he he keeps taking notes in his watch. So like it's like an eye watch and he keeps just straight talking to his wrist and not just like conversationally almost with himself. And it's really fast and very, very funny. So it's if you like him, definitely, definitely worthwhile. It's it's labeled as a drama and it's not. It's it's more of a, a for me, it's more of a, 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 a dramedy because he can't help but be funny. So yeah 
that's 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 my pick for the for the week. I have to say I've I've popped in for a little bit of it when possible and it's it is a really fun watch and I and I <laughs> I highly recommend <laughs> you invite everybody else to dinner but me. <laughs> I just I you just made me remember that he had a stint on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where mm-hmm. he came back as as a character from season 1 like they couldn't get the original actor back so they replaced him with him and they made like a joke about like he went through so much personal change it's like he's a whole different person. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember that. <laughs> and he was good on that good in that too. So. Yeah, he's like he was there's a there was a show called Ground Floor that I watched a bunch of him because it was him and um, Doctor Cox, and oh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't do- it was that actor, but yeah. it was it, it was uh, I, like a, I think it was a banker of some sort, and he was he was just playing him like he 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 really doesn't veer far in the roles that he plays, but that's okay because they're very entertaining. Like I enjoy him as an actor one might say he's charming he is charming the AF, thing yeah. that he does is watchable as hell mm-hmm. skylar aston appreciation society mm-hmm. <laughs> let's rename our podcast <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of the episode skylar ashton appreciation uh, society he was in 23 episodes of trolls topia oh mm. lord it's a lot of singing for that guy Oh, so, he's got the pipes for it. He does. He does. Um, <laughs> I was right. in Target with John the other day, and there was a like a Blu-ray of the Trolls movie, and John just pointed at it, and he was like, I have no interest in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my boy. You know, wow. that's a shame, because Trolls are very entertaining. Well, Ethan is a fan. <laughs> I think we're going to have to watch it anyway, because Ellie, once she discovers that it's a musical, she will not shut up. And then I'll probably wind up asking you for the soundtrack. You got it. (laughs) And then wanting to kill myself every time she plays it in the morning. Just like Sing 2, which still happens on a regular basis in my house. You know, and it's a shame. Fucking hate it. Like, the music was okay, but the, the, the story of that movie is horrible. Oh, yeah, it is. And also, I disagree. The music is fucking horrible, too. I mean... It's it's isn't it just pop music resung? It's just not his taste. It's pop music sung worse. <laughs> okay, Chris right. is like, definitely look, a fan. Just, a, every single time she listens to it, and like one of the U two songs come on, I'm just like, okay, but we could be listening to the actual U two song. Like I don't care that Scarlett Johansson is singing it with uh, Bono, but he's like. Bono's not really. He's, he's his heart's not in this. He's collecting a paycheck. He's just singing along. Wait, what do you and he's mean? He's doing just fine. Are you, are you trying to tell me that Bono is too good to be in Sing Two? Come on now. And clearly, he's not. He just doesn't need to put forth the effort into it. And like the original versions are so much better. And then there's the pop songs that like they're singing these absolute nonsense lyrics with this complete like harrowing heartfelt meaning like they're trying so hard to force some sort of deep psychological meaning to these shit second grade lyrics that make zero sense both in context of the movie and to be sung with any sort of reverence and it's it's so fucking obnoxious like the one where the 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 sky full of stars and he's singing it like defiantly like 
this this doesn't make any sense. These lyrics were like written by Mr. Johnson's kindergarten class, and you're singing them like they're profound. Go jump off a building. <laughs> Fuck, I hate this music so much. Oh, All right. God, so it makes with me that, I want to barf every breakfast I ever eat when the music's playing. All right, I'm done. We're gonna take we're gonna take ourselves a break. Um, <laughs> Chris is gonna calm down. Chris is gonna take it just do some calming calm breathing. Hey Chris. Who's Fraba? Fraba? Um, all right, so when we get back, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, Poker Face. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. If you'd like to help support Geekade and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. Silencio. First, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> Couldn't have been timed better. <laughs> Almost as if he could see you. I hate you. <laughs> I don't want to start. Uh, first up, what happens when you combine metal blues and a number of other musical stylings into a single band sense of style? Why am I talking so fast? It's because everybody else here is scary. You get Clutch, one of Matt's favorite bands, and the topic of this month's episode of Turning Tracks. Having never so much as heard of the band before, how did Chris take to their unique sound? How did Matt narrow down their extensive career to just 10 tracks? Find out in Turning Tracks, episode 8, I can read words, Clutch. When I was getting that music for you and I had to listen to it every once in a while, I was like, is this the same Band, Wait, is that the right? one that I heard you yes. listening to? Like what? It, it went from actual? like really heavy and then like almost folksy. <laughs> it was all over the map. That is one diverse ass band. Yes, yes. It was actually quite entertaining. Well, yeah, if you want to really know about it, folks, you're going to have to listen to this episode. Yeah, you're That's right. You're darn Next, if you've been around children at all over the past few weeks, you've probably heard them belting Jack Black's song, Peaches in the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's quite the earworm, and it comes from a movie that had a divisive reception, to say the least. You know what else happened in the past few weeks? Midwest Gaming Classic. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why those are connected. You know what these things all have in common? I don't. Wow, it's almost as if I read that ahead of time. They've all been experienced by this week's <laughs> by experience yeah, by <laughs> the weekend rental crew. What did they think? What were their opinions? Do they in fact like peaches? <laughs> Who doesn't like? Don't miss weekend rental episode one forty nine. The gamers crave pinball and peaches. Hey Chris, did you hear about uh, what happened with the Mario Brothers theme in the Library of Congress? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty, 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 cool. pretty cool. Yeah. And I thought I was going to drop some cool knowledge. You already fucking knew. And of course you did, Come nerd. On. It's Nintendo nerd. <laughs> but it's a big deal. It is a big deal. I thought it was really freaking cool. Yeah. Finally. 
corpses. <laughs> Wait a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a good corpse? Well, if the early 90s are to be believed, the pinnacle of comedy involves reanimating a corpse with voodoo magic. And who are we to say otherwise? In an all-new episode of A Theater Near You, Sean, Paul, Chris, and Chris, and me, hunkered down with some mojitos and watched Weekend at Bernie's 2, because of course they did. Slash, we did. Is it as funny as they remembered? Are there any characters with redeeming qualities? Was everyone eventually turned into a goat? For these answers and more, be, cor- be sure to check out a theater near you, episode 26, Weekend at Bernie's 2. I forgot this that they animated him. <laughs> that was a movie, man. <laughs> I remember like he was a puppet pretty much the first one. I forgot that they used voodoo in the second one. Yep. They folded him a lot. Anyway, for all this and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on Geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's dive in. All right. Today, so I I chose this episode because I, I just wanted to watch this. So I forced my cohorts here to watch it as well. Um Poker Face, Season 1, Episode 1. This is a show starring... I gotta see her name because it's Natasha Leone. Is that Leone or Leone? Leone. I think it was choice B, Leone. Leone? But I could be wrong. I usually am. (laughs) So I was Natasha Leone. Um, She plays Charlie, and uh, she has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying. Um, She hits the road with her... Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes she can't help but investigate and solve so I only watched the first episode of this same here and didn't get any of what you just said so (laughs) I mean some of it but like well if you look at this episode as it just being a one-off like this is like this mystery is done because now she's on the road and she's going to move to the next one like, that's what I feel like it's going to be. Yeah, the, but they had to establish why she was on the road, and I thought they did a good job with that. And did a great job with it. This, so... Working phenomenal. <laughs> so apparently... We Sorry to jump it. the gun. I really liked it, but... Yeah? Okay, good. Because I started watching it, and it... I don't think it's what I expected. Um, so the first episode, it, uh, it's about her and her um, working working at a casino and she's working at this casino because she at one point in time got caught by the casino owner doing the thing that she does, which is not really cheating, but sort of cheating at cards because she has this innate ability to tell when someone is telling a lie. Um, and it was actually, it's great. There was a line in this show where she's like, you know, it's, it, it sounds really cool, but it's really, that power is not really as helpful as you would think outside of playing cards because everybody lies all the time. And when you really think about it, it's, it's pretty true. Um, her good friend in this episode uh, ends up in this situation where she ends up dead. Okay, she happens to see uh, be in a place and see a thing that she's not supposed to, and um, the casino owner takes 
the extreme measure and has her killed. He's the manager. Oh, excuse me. The manager. Mm-hmm. His dad's the owner. Right. Mm-hmm. And this first episode, you know, had Adrian Brody, Benjamin Brad. Like, there was some heavy hitters in in this uh, cast. Um, now, her friend, Dasha, is her first name. Her and, and, and Natasha were in Orange is the New Black. And their, their chemistry, if you will, like, you could see, like, they... I felt like they were really like real friends. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of this show. Like I want, I will be watching more. I hope the, the, because it seems by just by looking at the episode descriptions that the cast consistently changes. I hope all of the acting is as seamless as this one is. Like everybody played really well together. Um, what did you guys, how did you guys feel? Uh, I really liked it. I, like, right off the bat noticed how, like, it was, sh- it, the end of it, I mean, I think it was, like, 51 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. So it, But it felt like the length of a movie, and it also was, like, all the cinemat- cinematography was very, like, more film-esque than TV-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today I went to look up my quote just to see if I could get the words right because I didn't write it down exactly. And I was on IMDb and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's why I like it. It's Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw, remember seeing his name in the credits, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize this was I, a mean, Peacock joint, though. It, yeah, right! I was, I was gonna, I what was the hell is that? Ryan Johnson doing on Peacock? <laughs> Apparently blowing um, people's minds. Yeah. Clearly. But, uh, I mean, Natasha Leone, and I think it's Leone, is the <laughs> definition of watchable. This chick, I, I watch her in anything. Mm-hmm. She is just is so char- fantastic. Does, does charming, is charming also of the feminine? Like, is, is there another word for feminine charm? I think charm? women can be charming, but I don't think that, this, that, that, that that's how I'd describe her. She She's just so compelling, watchable. I think. That's yeah. a great word to use. Yes. Leon is the official pronunciation. Thank you. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Ladies know best. I, I, this, as I was watching, so, and you started watching this show, like, before I did mm-hmm. the episode, and then I was walking through the room, and at <laughs> one point in time, she just stopped and she said, "I want you to see this outfit because I am loving every stitch of it." <laughs> and it was the <laughs> outfit that she wears when she comes out of her trailer to sit outside and have a beer, which is those like fake Uggs, <laughs> that boots. oversized sweater, the short, short kind of like oh, the hat. Yes, everything about it. I was like, "Honey." This is me. This is who I want to be. And he was like, oh, God, why did I marry you? I forgot for half a second, I thought she was wearing uh, one of those nuts, nuts, sweatbands, one of those things, leg warmers. Leg warmers, which I do own, and Evan hates, oh. so I make sure to hold them up in front of him every Ugh. time. <laughs> but there, there's, there's something about, like, the character is a self-proclaimed, quote-unquote, dumbass. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, she's not stupid. And so she gets into a situation where she realizes, like, who the bad guys are and what has happened, but she uh, can't, like, let on that she knows, and you don't know what she's going to do about it yet, and it's just, like, 
the the way the tension was built was so it was exactly like knives out in that way absolutely Just like, watching her figure it out like uh-huh. as she was like like the whole wanna, thing played out across her face right and, and i don't want to say like she was investigating but like she really was asking the right questions of the right people but mm-hmm. not knowing why she was asking those questions like she just felt like it was there was a, a a bee in her brain like she's like i know there's something wrong here like i i will figure this out and mm-hmm. and that's that whole her gift is knowing someone is lying like that's it like not, not knowing what the truth is just knowing that the thing that was just said is a lie it's her bullshit and and that bullshit. was it. and it was she was a human bullshit detector and it was it was amazing how like all of those puzzle pieces fit together as she was like breaking it all down like we saw the whole thing happen like we knew the plot it was us going along what for the ride of her figuring it out and i like that much better as opposed to us figuring it out with her like we knew there were assholes and what they did and watching that character's I, I don't know growth throughout the episode was great Did a and at the same that. time there was the adrian brody character who was clearly not smart no <laughs> but understood what her ability was and so when she started to figure out what was going on and how he was involved then he started to try and like play checkers with her while she's playing chess <laughs> and that was such an interesting dynamic to watch like him trying to go up against her and like not you know let her figure out what he doesn't want her to know and at the same time get her to do what he wants her to do um but you but we the audience know like that's not gonna work mm-hmm. but we don't know how it's not gonna work also, Benjamin Bratt, for his minor role, was just awesome. Like, <laughs> I loved when he so just starts laughing at the end. I was like, yes, sir. His, his like, his <laughs> presence in this, like, he maybe spoke, I don't know, 12 lines the whole show. But when he was on screen, he was there. Like, mm-hmm. he had a presence. And he played the, the character of, you know, the casino muscle very very well he was the cleaner he went and took care of what needed to take care be taken care of and he was i feel like he thought he was hitching his wagon to the correct horse being the son and then at the very end realized nope nope he was a, he was a See, he was I got, an idiot i got the impression that he was told to that he had to be there with the son that mm-hmm. he he knew the dad was the boss and that he was just like babysitting exactly okay. he was babysitting you know just yeah. like the way that he did the first kill he was like all right <laughs> if that's what you want here i go and and and, and i interpreted that with as the he thought he knew better that ben, no, like, mm, this is not the right so. play but okay you're the boss yeah ex- exactly it's like yeah you're you're the boss but you're the one who's gonna have to deal with the consequences not me so <laughs> off i go good luck with dad i i feel like he 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 thought this guy was a joke the whole time too i think so all right so what was the son's like full name because i want to know like did you hear the voice of the father yes uh, but i, I couldn't place like it ron perlman a little bit but i couldn't tell 
right, because I'm going to cheat and I'm going to see if the name Frost shows up because that was, you know, I, I, what is um, uh, he was, uh, uh, fucking, he was a bad guy in one of the Oceans movies or a couple of the Oceans movies. Um, uh, do you want me to spoil it? I'm okay with it. Does it matter? Like it's the father. Do you guys care? It was Ron Perlman. Yep. 100%. Ron fuck mothering Perlman. Well done. Really? Yep. I did not pick that up, but okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't get to hear it because I was finishing the episode uh, with <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> but holy shit, the part where Adrian Brody just fucking just takes walks out walks to his death. Where he offs himself. I was like, wow. I Especially because they kind of watched him do it. And I felt like there was such a level of disbelief. And then all of a sudden he's like, nope, I'm following through with this. No hesitation. Peace out, motherfuckers. I'm dead. It's just like, well... What what's this guy doing? Like, obviously he's gonna be in big trouble with his dad. But oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> Not well, anymore. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Figured a way out of that one, now didn't he? <laughs> um, I will definitely continue watching this show. Like, I, I, I don't know why I, I like her as an actress so much because she always plays a very troubled character and she always is very very engaging in whatever character she plays like i don't know did you guys watch orange is the new black oh yeah okay so even though she wasn't the main character she was the main character in that show and her acting chops is like top top notch it in this show in the, the whatever 50 some odd minutes that we watched hour and 10 <laughs> the hour and 10 <laughs> minutes that we watched i can't wait to see where this character goes because it's the the premise that they have set up of pretty much her being a, a a crime solver by just like figuring shit out like just be us being along for that ride i am so on board for that like i can't i really just I'm so happy that this turned out to be what it is because not for nothing, seeing that it was a a peacock show, I was a little nervous. I think one of the things, the huge things that got me on her side, besides, you know, loving her from the start is that the confrontation between her and Adrian Brody, um, where, uh, he like takes her phone and he's like oh were you recording me and you think that you caught me or whatever and what are you going to do you're going to go to the cops that i own and this is my town and uh you're just some you know fuck up who you know figured or thinks and you have no evidence it was like ooh Fuck this guy. <laughs> Ooh, I can't like, wait to see you. I walk want off a him building. to get it so bad. <laughs> like, I mean, but of you know, he was right. Like, if he had bought off the cops and, you know, her she didn't have any reputation and we live in a patriarchal society, he's right. She wouldn't like playing by the rules of that society, she would not beat him. But she didn't play by the rules. I don't even like, and I feel like she wasn't even like, she wasn't even playing. Like she was trying to figure out what happened to her friend and that was it. 
Like it had, right. like it was nothing about taking down this this frost empire. What? Because like I feel that she really felt indebted to the father. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she she was okay. She's good. She's she. I don't. She she didn't say happy, but she was content with the life that she was leading. Well, I love that. That was where Karen got the line, and mm-hmm. that was my that was originally my first choice. Was the like, you know uh being broke is hard but being what was it she she was being, never you know she was never she she said i've been rich it was better than being broke but not as good as being just all right right and it was like that level of like contentment with where things were i love 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 that and it made it so that yeah you're like okay so she can't just be bought like that's not what this is for her and so with the the like i'm curious as to see how this there's a lot of overarching themes in this in this episode that could continue through so like i'm i'm assuming the 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 father figure that we haven't actually met is going to be the through line throughout the whole thing like she's going to be on the run from this dude the whole time and then benjamin brad is going to be on the hunt for her the entirety of this time and then every episode she's going to get stuck figuring out a crime okay i'm all on board with that and i foresee a lot of like uh you know like son of a bitch kind of energy from her just Mm -hmm. being like she does she needs to like save her own life and like you know worry about herself mm-hmm. but she's gonna find herself in this situation where she, these situations where she can't help but notice that something is off and and help someone that she feels compassion for and then she yeah and she has to feel like i feel like that character like when she gets that like i said her that be in her brain she's got to figure it out kind of thing and I don't know if that's if in if if that's just going to be in because of this episode it was her her you know her best friend or if that's a a character flaw or, or a character trait of hers like if there's a, a a you know a crime that needs to be solved it's, does she feel the necessity to solve it or is it just I got to get from point A to point B and this is in my way so let me get this out of the way and and get it you know so I can keep going She's the vanilla ice of detectives. If there was a problem, you know, she'll solve it. Oh, no. So now I have Come to on. write down the vanilla ice of detectives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I thought, it, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect with it. All I knew is that she was going to do a really good job. And then when I started the episode and I saw, like, wh- who was in it, I'm like, this this has the ability to be really good and surprisingly enough it was i i was really really surprised at how good it was did not disappoint mm-hmm. yeah i liked it quite a bit i thought she was interesting thought the plot was interesting felt like i just watched a really cool movie mm. and but now there's more of it so okay it, it was really it's, well it's paced. on the back burner because you know there's so much so else much. that we're currently watching like miss Maisel started i know i got can't that. wait to watch more of that season finale of the mandalorians tomorrow I mean, not for the people listening. You've already seen the end of it, but yeah, lucky right now, bastards. We're recording in the past tomorrow. Yeah, there's a lot of of we haven't started a lot of things, and it's when it comes to the the television that I want to watch. Like, I really want to watch The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but I know 
that is a a dedication of a large chunk of time that I'm going to have to do once I start it. If I keep pushing Unlike it away Ted a Lasso, little bit, the Mandalorian episodes this season have been shorter than I expect them to be. Really? Oh my god, you guys, there is a uh, Grogu bit in one of the episodes <laughs> this season that is so fucking perfect. When you get to it, you will know what it is, and you will be so happy. I will be sure to text you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it's yes. figuring out what yes. shows that you want to watch, when you want to watch them, and I was okay with, with starting this because I wasn't 110 on knowing that I am going to watch the rest of it. As soon as I start Ted Lasso, I know I'm going to have to finish that. There's no doubt in my mind. When I start watching Mandalorian, I'm going to have to finish it. And there's, there's, like you said, there's been a lot of really good television. Like, you know, stuff like Ghosts. We're still watching that. Like, that's, that's such an entertaining show. But it's like bit by bit by bit. Um... I unfortunately started watching, or I should say started watching, I tried watching Gotham Knights to see what uh, Castiel was doing in the Batman universe. I was mm-hmm. not happy. I was upset with him being in that universe. And We're still uh, hammering our way through Letterkenny. Yep. Hell That's yeah. Still, still wonderful. I just want to shout out, because I don't think I had this last time that we uh, did an episode. Um so, uh, someone in our Discord, I can't remember who, recommended an app called TV Time. Oh, no. Um, it just helps me keep track of everything that we're watching and what episodes we're on and when new episodes are coming, etc. Gotcha. So, like, it's uh, you just enter in all the shows that you watch, and then, like, as new episodes air, you can just tap the button to check them off. Um, so, like, right now on my upcoming, like, for all my watch list right now, we're started Miss Maisel. And then I have an episode of Picard, Letterkenny, uh, Law and Order, and Last Week Tonight. But then on on if I click on Upcoming, it's like all right on uh, tomorrow you got Ted Lasso and Mandalorian. Thursday Picard, Friday Mrs. Maisel, uh, another episode drops, and Sunday like it just keeps track of all that stuff, and then including all the stuff that's coming later. So like Sweet Tooth is in nine days. There's another Law yes. and Order in nine days. Oof, Star Wars Jesus. Visions comes in sixteen days. Like. It's 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 very nice, and you can do it for movies too. It's got a movies tab, which is a little bit less in depth. So, like, I have like a, mo- it's nice to have a movie watch list because there's always movies come out, and then I forget that I wanted to watch them, and they just kind of like fall to the wayside. So now I have like just a running list of all the movies I pay attention to, and including upcoming ones like Thirty One Days Out from Fast X because I have Thirty One Days. <laughs> I to never finish in the a last million years movies. would have ever thought I would hear you say that. Absolutely amazing. Just you guys, um, I got in on a, a little bit of the Fast and Furious action and oh my god, this fucking franchise is just it's just kiss. Stunning. It's a treasure. Have you have you it's have a, you uh, did you finish your 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 path? Like are you caught up or not quite. I okay. have to get through I finished Fate of the Furious this I, afternoon. I don't, know, I don't know what number and, that is. It's, it's eight. 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 F eight. Listen, Karen, do you hear this? These are Fast and Furious treasures. <laughs> uh, so we just started Hobbs and Shaw, and huh? then uh, that then that just leaves Fast Nine. And like, I just I can't believe the trajectory that these movies have been on. What the, what they have, what they started as was exactly what I thought they were, and then they became like 
battleship. <laughs> it just unreasonable spectacle. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. I can't wait to see where they go from here. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a proponent of throwing in the triple X movies early on oh God. as if Dom left his family for like a, a couple of months to go, you know, ski down, you know, a jungle mountain. And that because, you know, triple X and Dom are the same person, not actor, same person. Like He had to go incognito because he was on the run. Yeah, but this wasn't Ice Cube triple X in one of the movies, too, though? <laughs> He, he like passed he, the mantle. He, no, he did not pass. The, there was no passing of the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Samuel L. Jackson stole it and gave it to another douche. Because <laughs> Vin Diesel didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Vin Diesel started that's doming the, again. <laughs> that's what's uh. That's just what's so funny about these. Like the first couple of movies is like Vin Diesel wasn't even in the second one, right? Nope. It was like the Paul Walker vehicle, mm-hmm. and then like the third one, nobody was in it except for a weird cameo from Vin Diesel at the end. And then they bend over backwards to make the third one fit in continuity-wise. Not just fit in, but introduce Jason Statham as a villain who was apparently in the third one, but you didn't see him. He was, yep. he was in the shadows. Bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Yep. yep, yep, yep. God, I love those movies. I really, really do. There was, I accidentally acquired one that was like a, a, like a MTV pop-up video version. That was the oh, version was of too fast that i watched and i was like can someone find me a version that's not this because i'm fucking sick of it <laughs> when you've watched it enough like when you've watched the second one enough without it then you start learning more things about it it's fun i i, I have a, a so i i started a, a, another job and this job takes me away for a couple of days and i end up staying in hotels and and i tried to make it so that i can bring my plex with me by like getting like i got a little like the whatever the google version of the fire stick is and whatnot but every once in a while some of the televisions at hotels are not very user friendly Uh, (laughs) yes so so it's very difficult to get the internet and blah 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 blah. so every once in a while i have to just sit there and watch like hbo or, or whatnot and i came across the perry mason show on hbo and i would i've never watched perry mason like in the past but like this is a that's a like i forgot about it like to mention it earlier but it was really really good if you like um it's a period piece i don't even know when it's set but like it's it's really really well done so perry mason from two years ago it's like i think it's up to season three now um highly recommend that as well so but lots of good television i'm glad i'm i'm Glad we 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 are st- we're still in that run where there's a, so much and it's still good, you know. Like it's it, nothing has has shit the bed yet. So I agree. I mean, obviously, if you ask half the Star Wars fandom, Mandalorian's been the worst piece of television that's ever been conceived. But I think it's fucking great. You can't. You, you know can't, what? <laughs> Star Wars fans are the worst things that have ever been conceived. You can't okay? ask a Star Wars there fan you go. anything. <laughs> nobody hates nobody hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. It's very very true, very true. All right, so uh, have we discussed who the next person who's next? It's me. Okay, all right. So, well, it's I mean, me. hi, he's the problem. It's him. <laughs> You're fired. Uh, all right, so there we go. Thumbs up all around. Uh, I mean, even from you, hon, right? You enjoyed it because you finished it via 
soundless, so I'm assuming you enjoyed it as well, right? Are you kidding me? I thought it was trash. Horror <laughs> show. Ha! <laughs> 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 Never. That's everything you guys said, especially the comments about the cinematography. I, I, Karen, like, within the first like three minutes, I was like, wow, this feels like. It, yeah, it it look it's it looks really well. Like, is this is it, like, is it a Peacock thing? Like, what else have we watched from Peacock? I don't know. I just think uh, they were watch- like Natasha Leone looks real good on camera. We should make sure these cameras really <laughs> capture it. She follows around all the time. <laughs> oh, um, I'm curious. Well, what other right. Peacock shows we've watched? We are Lady Parts and uh, Girls Five Eva. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> man, talk about the two ends of one spectrum. Cheesy, crazy. <laughs> well, um, I I think that's it. I think we're good. Um, we need homework. Yeah, well, first, Chris, you got the spiel for us? This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you, and you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk, and of course, the regular Geekade social media channels accounts linked to in the show notes. The four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? They can find me at STM Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Etsy. Angie, where can people find you? The internet. You can go to my website, AngelaInferno.com, and it will connect you to all of the other things I do, and you can sign up for my newsletter. And Evan, what about you? Uh, check uh, what we're check out what we're doing on uh on uh wow I was gonna say Pirates of the Caribbean do better that's so not right <laughs> um we are actually I mean I'll I'll mention it we are doing a a, a Kickstarter for uh, Tales of Cape Fear so it's probably gonna be done by the time this is heard but please check us out at TalesCapeFear.com. The Kickstarter is right at the top of that page, and if you are an early access person, you will be on time to support the campaign, so please check it out. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight, or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes, and if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. And if you'd like to gain early access to this uh, podcast, as well as several other podcasts from Geekade, be sure to check out the Geekade Patreon, also listed in the show notes. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Well, back to you, Chris. You, It's your turn. What are we watching for next month? Our homework is also what's for dinner. It's beef. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Huh? <laughs> so there's this show called Beef. Okay. Uh, uh, Stephen Young and Ali Wong. I was, uh, I, this has been like kind of sort of on my radar. I don't know what it's about other than I heard it's ridiculously cool and interesting. Uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine, Amanda, last night. Amanda Fleissner, she's She's been on this show before, I think. Right? Didn't she guest on this show once? I, can't I don't remember. think she guested. I think she's just a avid listener, no, and we love her. Either way, Thank yeah, you. Amanda. Um, we were trying to figure out some weird Minecraft stuff for our kids, and uh, she mentioned that she had just finished um, binging net- the Netflix series Beef, 
And uh, that just popped into my head, like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's let's do that. So, yeah, season one, episode one of Beef. Oh, can we dedicate this to Amanda then? Yeah. yeah. Word. Dunzo. Awesome. I don't know you, Amanda, but you sound cool. <laughs> She's super rad. Super rad. She must be if she hangs out with you guys. Well, hey. there it is, folks. We've, we've, we've done our due diligence for another month. <sighs> so. I'll miss you guys. We <laughs> miss you too miss you. so much. <sighs> so not you, right. Evan, just Angie. No, not me. I'm <laughs> I'm miserable. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Angie. I'm Karen. <laughs> I'm bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.